How to improve connection and understanding with your children. This is taken from Empower Your Kids, a coaching guide for parents. If you've heard of NLP before, it may have been through work. A lot of companies use elements of NLP in their training programs to enhance management and leadership skills. Of course, as parents, this is what we're doing with our children. I well remember listening to Sue Knight talking about how NLP can be used to motivate employees. And my immediate thought was, I wonder if this would work to get my kids doing their homework without moaning. It did. We need to be amazing managers, leaders, motivators, counsellors, first aiders, teachers, chefs, party planners. And whereas the needs of employees may change year on year, perhaps, the needs of our children can change weekly. So we need to be creative, versatile and able to give and receive feedback constantly so that we can better adapt to a changing environment. What I used to find so hard, though, was the emotional involvement. We love our children and are acutely aware of our responsibility to raise them in the best way possible. This isn't like the work environment at all, is it? Every failure, every success is personal. It cannot not be. Yet sometimes it is the fact that we take everything personally that can get in the way of making the best decisions and responding in the most adult way. We can let our emotions get the better of us and end up sounding more like a child than the child themselves. One of the most useful NLP techniques I applied successfully was disassociating. Imagine when you are right in the middle of it, feeling their pain, feeling your own pain and unable to think clearly. Now take an emotional step away for a moment and imagine the scene as if from an impartial bystander or even a CCTV camera. What do you see now? What do you hear? When we do that, we focus on what we observe rather than our interpretation of the situation, which has become clouded by our emotion as a parent. I will take a brief dive into transactional analysis here to explain. We have access to three modes of being. Parent, all the shoulds, musts and oughts. Adult, the computer mind, slightly detached, observes and reports. Child, the emotions, love, hate, passions, joy, sadness, overt expressions of emotion. At any time, we can be in one of these modes, as can your child. I'm sure we've all heard a child tell another child what they shouldn't do. When we get into a shouting match with our child, we are both in child mode. At some point, we may move into parent mode and tell them what they must do. But disassociating is to step into adult and to observe what's happening, what's being said, what is needed, and to calmly ask questions to seek resolution. This section here is about skilling you up 
so you have more choices of how to respond to your child. My belief is that the more choices you have, the more chance there is of one of the choices being effective. Let's start with understanding ourselves. When we know ourselves better, we have the tools and vocabulary to understand our children. Thinking back to how much we experience every moment, imagine if we had to process each of the many millions of bits of information individually each time we saw, heard or felt anything. In order to reduce the amount we have to process, we focus more on the senses we prefer. These senses are visual, see, auditory, hear, kinesthetic, feel, known as VAK, olfactory, smell and gustatory, taste. Most of us can access them all quite easily, but at different times we will focus more on one than another. We do tend to have a preference though, so if you usually notice what you see, care about how you look, the colours you wear and the visual aspects of your surroundings, then you may well be visual. You will notice messy bedrooms, things not being in the right place and probably have a creative flair. Is that you? If your child tends to be more visual, they will notice your facial expressions, how you look, how their food looks and in a general way, colour, form and the way things appear to them. They will want their writing to be neat and not want to cross things out and they will learn best from what they see so diagrams, pictures and the written word will be good learning tools for them. Their voice tends to be higher and they speak fast, looking up as they access images in their mind. They tend to be very imaginative so dreams can be vi vivid and sometimes frighteningly real, and for that reason too they can often imagine the worst case scenarios. Maybe you are auditory, you love to chat, take a call rather than a text, love music, notice sounds. Is this you? An auditory child will focus much more on what is said, what they hear and how you speak to them, picking up on tone of voice and volume, pitch and pace. They will tend to process a bit slower than a visual child, listening much more carefully to the words and thinking about what words they want to use themselves. They often have a lower pitch than a visual child. Auditory children notice noise and sounds, so creaky floorboards, the TV on nearby, raised voices and extraneous noises near them in the classroom will be distracting. They need to control the noise around them, they will want to talk things through and have things explained slowly and they tend to remember what you say. Or do you tend to be a bit fidgety, find excuses to get up and move around? You may notice being too hot or too cold, certain fabrics irritate your skin and you love to be active. You may want to be physical, touching someone's arm when you're talking to them, hugging them and wanting to sit close to someone. You notice the atmosphere in a gathering and are sensitive to how people feel around you. Is this you? A kinesthetic child is all about the body, movement, touch, temperature and feeling the atmosphere. They find it difficult to be still and enjoy being active. The feel of clothes and other textures may irritate them as well as being overly hot or cold. They will want to feel comfortable rather than look good. 
Kinesthetic children learn through doing, through working it out for themselves. They want to do rather than see or hear. So school can be a challenge if they have to sit still for a long time. For obvious reasons, they tend to be the most sporty children. They also find sitting in the classroom quite difficult because they want to be moving. It's a good idea to know your own child's preference so you know what they will be most likely to notice and focus on in any given situation. It will help you to match your language pattern to theirs. It will help you to engage with what you're saying if they can immediately connect with the pattern. Visual words are look, see, watch, notice, imagine, picture. Auditory words are sound, hear, listen, noise, speak, chat, say, tell. Kinesthetic words are touch, feel, go, get, find, do, make and any action words. By using their language you make it easier for them to know what you're asking. Be curious. What words are you hearing from them? Yes, each child may well have a preferred pattern and yes, you can combine all three V-A-K into one sentence. For example, Did you hear me? Auditory. Just look at the time. Visual. You need to get into bed and fast. Kinesthetic. Use this opportunity to note what patterns each of your family use.